0: We saw what you did on this show, The Bachelor, (laughs) we are not happy.
1: Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor Recap, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rough week. Rough week and not really like feeling jazzed about the episode, but yeah, we're going to do our best.
0: As opposed to the stiff jazz you felt about the other <laughs> episodes, the the Duke Ellington level <laughs> jazz <laughs> <laughs> episodes one through six gave you.
1: Touche. Mm-hmm. Okay. So housekeeping, mm-hmm. first things first, this is the last recap probably of this season that you will see coming from this apartment yeah. because we are going to Miami next week. Yay. I'm raising the roof. Uh, yeah, so I'm singing with Florida Grand Opera, so we will be in Miami for the rest of this Bachelor season. So yes, I ask that you be patient because mm-hmm. there might be some irregularity with episodes coming out. I'll be having a pretty busy schedule. I'm kind of stressed thinking about it, honestly.
0: Yeah, I have to I have to add, was Charlene is very modest, but she has a very big role coming up. And I get to die. She dies, she's the star. It's a very big stage, big opera. Um, And without opera, what she does is absolutely insane. I have no idea how you do, what you do with this podcast. So extra rope. (laughs) Well, that's like you hang yourself. Extra leash, longer leash. Um, She is going to be going through... Oh. An extremely stressful time. Thank
1: so, you. That's nice of you just want to just say. I yeah. know you won't say that. Okay. Any other housekeeping on the docket?
0: Um, oh, please
1: subscribe. Thank you to those who did last week. And then there was one other thing I feel I, like. I
0: would like to just apologize for something. Oh. I uh, used the term irregardless <laughs> in the last recap. And I, I have to say, as much as it is actually a word. It is technically a word. I I am slightly ashamed that that came out of my mouth. It was an accident. And I hope you have the heart to forgive me.
1: (laughs) All the disclaimers and apologies out Mm -hmm, of the way. mm -hmm. Uh, Let's get recapping episode seven, Andy. Overall thoughts on this episode.
0: Uh, uh, (laughs) That's fine. I mean, it was not, I was not entertained.
1: Yeah, this was one of those episodes that was very eventful. Mm -hmm. Like a lot happened really fast and a lot of people left in this episode. But I wasn't, it wasn't a feel good episode. No. And even the drama that was pretty intriguing, I found myself irritated by.
0: It was irritating drama and I felt like they were kind of rushing the plot points. They were like, okay, we got to get these 20 things done and let's just block them down yeah,
1: we dragged out shanae for three episodes so now oh we have to catch up for lost time yeah Which is a little irritating, but we'll get there. Not to start on a negative note. No,
0: no, no, no. This is a positive show.
1: (laughs) Okay, so episode seven picks up with a girl chat with the lady speculating about Sarah Mm -hmm. and whether or not she'll be coming back. Mara openly says it's not fair that she and Eliza haven't gotten one-on-ones and that Sarah is on her second. And while I feel for her, because I think that that's probably a terrible feeling, there is nothing about this situation that's fair.
0: Yeah, I mean, she seems to have forgotten the old adage that all is fair in love and war. <laughs> and certainly, Mara has been treated more than fairly because she is still there, even <laughs> though there appears to be zero chemistry or spark between her and Clayton.
1: As we discussed last week, Andy, she earned her place there with tears. Oh, that's right. Yes. Well, she earned a vacation with she, tears. Yes. I don't know about her place. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Gabby and her ITM says, I hope she doesn't come back. I question whether or not this was about Sarah, even though later on we do learn more about this, the, mm-hmm. the body of this iceberg. But in this moment, to me, this seemed like an ITM most likely about Shanae from earlier in the season. Sarah now returns to the tune of lots of tense, villainous music. I
0: actually would like to say that this was some of the best arrangement I've heard <laughs> ever since I've been watching the show. Was it, was it not? I You're a music person
1: i mean sure it's Um, i find that their impending confrontation music is usually pretty solid mm -hmm. yeah it's their
0: best work (laughs) it
1: does get you a little like ooh something's about to happen
0: (laughs) it's really good i think someone had fun writing that that's the that's what i felt when i was listening
1: what a nice way of looking at that okay so sarah now returns and immediately says someone told clayton she wasn't ready and says to the whole group that she hopes the person can just speak up Mm. mara is silent And Sarah says, with her
0: mouth, but not with her eyes. No, no,
1: her eyebrows are very active.
0: (laughs) She's speaking to Sarah with a lot of brow movement.
1: Yes. Well, and again, that could be edited in, but based on their relationship, I don't think it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sarah says she has treated everyone with kindness and respect, and she defends the authenticity of her relationship. And yes, we see lots of Mara's eyebrows working very hard Mm -hmm. over there. Mara finally speaks up, says that it was she. And her intention was to look out for Clayton. Sarah says it feels like a last stitch effort by someone who feels like they're going home. Ooh. Correct. Mara seems really miffed by this, but doesn't have an immediate comeback. And then Sarah in her ITM says she was protecting him, but the only person she was protecting him from was her. Also correct. It was a pretty sick burn, <laughs> I've gotta say. And look, we will get to Sarah and all the Sarah Isms and the the like I said, the body of the Sarah Iceberg mm-hmm. later. But in this moment, I feel that she was retaliating. There's a difference between being the first one to cast that stone.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, in, in sort of the snide dissing contest, Sarah seems to be very strong. <laughs> I pick her in any one on one.
1: Yes. So now it's the rose ceremony, and all the women seem to want to put the drama behind them. And Clayton now arrives. He toasts to a wonderful night where they can build their relationships. And pulls Serene first. So Serene in her one-on-one time. Clayton says he wants to honor uh, Serene's cousin's memory because she had told that story about the fireflies.
0: She should, she should also honor the fireflies' memory.
1: <laughs> well, apparently he's doing that with mason jars filled with fairy string lights because mm-hmm. those apparently they resemble... Represent the dead fireflies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the spirits of the fireflies <laughs> past. <laughs>
1: I mean, as a gesture, it's sweet, and and Serene is incredibly touched and says no one has ever done anything like that for her before, and it shows that he listens. And Mm. Andy, you said, but she doesn't get to kill any. (laughs) 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 We're probably focusing on the wrong part of that story, but come on. Yeah,
0: she's not going to live that down.
1: No. Okay, so now Susie has one-on-one time. She just says she likes him. They make out uh teddy has one-on-one time she says she wants him to meet her family and now rachel she says he always takes it to another level with them Mm -hmm. and now clayton in his itm says the night's going so well and then he catches himself and says maybe too well (laughs) he has learned yeah clayton's not dumb the way he said he's like things are going so well maybe too well and there was no sarcasm like he knew what was coming oh yeah
0: He understands the game now. He's he's a veteran at this point. So
1: Mara confronts Sarah now and says she thought Sarah's last-ditch effort comment was really insensitive and ignorant. Mm. And says that's how she's been doing things around there the whole time. So once again, I just have to mention, it's one of those situations where you see this confrontation so differently after having seen the whole episode.
0: Yeah, but at this point, we're just taking our word for it. We didn't see any evidence of this. Well, yeah, and
1: no one else really was supporting Mara in talking about Sarah until Mara left. Right. They were willing to let Mara go out and do that alone. And they Mm -hmm. were all like listening and looking kind of like, they were like,
0: Well, they make it seem, production at least, makes it seem like it's just a beef between Mara and Sarah. That's it.
1: Yes, it really does seem that way. And frankly, I found this confrontation really aggressive on Mara's part to the point where I was... It kind of rubbed me wrong. Yeah, me too. Look, it rubbed me wrong that she used her one-on-one time to throw Sarah under the bus. Like, let those chips fall where they may. I never think that's a great idea. But in this case, Sarah really wasn't starting anything here. And her last-ditch effort comment was, like I said, a retaliation. Would she have said that had Mara not gone to Clayton and said she wasn't ready? No, no. So now she's retaliating based on a retaliation. It's just right. a little different.
0: And also she made Sarah look good because Sarah's reaction to her aggressiveness was pretty appropriate. Yes. Like she was just like, mm, okay. Yeah. Like she wasn't aggressive. She didn't fight fire with fire. She no. was just like, I don't really agree, but okay.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing about Mara is even though in the long run, I think she might be right. Yeah. based on how beloved she was by the other women and mm-hmm. how sad they were to see her go and yeah. then the Sarah stuff that happens later in this episode. But she really doesn't have a talent for getting her feelings across without making the other person look better.
0: Yeah, there's there's a real Wait, I mean, she does or,
1: have a talent. Sorry, she, she does a ta- have a talent. Yeah,
0: it's okay. You you almost triple reverse negative. <laughs> it. it still works. I got it.
1: I'm still working on my triple negative, Lutz.
0: <laughs> the, the quadruple negative has never been done before.
1: Knowing me, I think I can be the one to do it. We one can do day. it. Yeah. Let's
0: get it done before the season's over. <laughs> but yeah, Mara is not diplomatic in the right ways.
1: Yeah, I think she mistakes being like kind of quick talking and, and speaking her truth as being strong. But if you don't really have the sensitivity to the, I don't know, to how that person's reacting and response or what they've really done to deserve it like in an, in an equally aggressive way, then it doesn't really translate.
0: Yeah, she often reminds me in her approach like a criminal defense attorney making opening statements.
1: Mm. And it has a sort of like finger wagging yeah, vibe to it. Yeah, it's
0: didactic and yes. sort of a little patronizing yes. and condescending yeah. and, and not really... She's not trying to create a, a bridge over the divide.
1: Exactly. It's never just about her being like, just so you know, this is how you're coming off. Mm-hmm. Like, let's try to resolve this. It's like, instead, it's like you're doing this and it's terrible and everyone hates it. No one likes you and you're not ready. It's just like, where's the middle ground that you're trying to find here?
0: It's also the same strategy she uses with Clayton. Like, I've done all this. Mm. This is what you wanted. Why don't you love me? Yeah,
1: I've been flirty. I've been cute. I'm ready for marriage. What's the issue?
0: Yeah, she doesn't... Like, we were talking the other podcast about the... Or I don't know if it was a recap. It was some podcast we did. But we were talking about those two philosophers discussing how you argue Oh, that with was the episode
1: with John Kim, yeah. Oh,
0: that was with John Kim, yeah. okay, yeah. But they're how you argue, you don't argue by like saying someone, look, I'm right, this is why, look at all these facts. Mm-hmm. You argue by seeing their side, yeah. bringing them into the fold so that they're sympathetic to what you have to say and then giving them the facts. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't do that. <laughs> that is my long-winded point.
1: <laughs> okay, so Mara accuses Sarah of acting like Clayton's a trophy to be won.
0: Uh, he is.
1: <laughs> I actually think Sarah really does like him, though. Yeah. I do. Yeah, she likes him. Call, call me enough. crazy. I, yeah, I, she likes him. She's I mean, we'll she's, get to Sarah. She likes a lot
0: of things. I'm one trying of to go them is Clayton. On, yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> I'm trying to go through in chronological order. At this point, and I do think throughout, I think one of the reasons why Sarah has been behaving in a way that rubs other people wrong is because she likes him as much as she does, and therefore she's trying to strong-arm a situation in which she definitely wins. You may be right. Okay, and then Mara lectures her on the difference between confidence and cockiness and repeatedly alludes to the other women feeling the same way, saying she was intentionally breaking down everyone else's confidence. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is messed up, if it is indeed true, which we later learn it yeah. probably is, but we'll get there. Here we get a tiny bit of brief and heavily frankenbitten voiceover slash ITM of Rachel saying Mara was telling the truth and Sarah had acted like it was her and Clayton against the house. So this is our first, you know, taste of what's to come. So of course now, Jesse Palmer arrives to say that it's rose ceremony time, meaning several women don't get time because how could you have conflict and not then cut time out for some people? Mm -hmm. And now we have our rose ceremony. Clayton opens with, I know I'm going to be in love at the end of this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can see it on the horizon
0: It's like it's like on a roller coaster I know I'm going to be sick at the end of this
1: <laughs> Okay, so we're officially at the point where I can list the people getting roses because there are so few of them mm-hmm. So getting roses are Susie, Serene, Gabby I enjoyed how Clayton said Will you accept this rose? And she goes, yeah <laughs> She just seems so stressed out It's so cute and then Genevieve and Andy you said Genevieve always looks like she's about to puke
0: (laughs) it's true it is I feel bad for her she looks like she's undergoing like really existential anxiety (laughs) all the time
1: yeah it's not the right environment for Genevieve and that makes me like her more we have to add I'm
0: curious I want to meet Genevieve Oh, yeah. I want to know what's going on with her.
1: Yeah. I think outside of the pressure cooker, she's probably really fun and cool.
0: Yeah. And not to say she wasn't fun and no, cool in I the actually show. Quite we just liked didn't her. really. Yeah. There was like a weird not seeing what she was.
1: Yeah. I think when she signed up for the show, she probably thought it was going to be more of a fun experience than it is. Yeah. Her expression, and I love this. I love this transparency because mm-hmm. having been there, it's not a fun experience. Everyone's like, oh, you get this great free vacation. And it's like, no, you don't. Yeah. Like you get one day in the cool city you've traveled to and that's on other terms, like other people's terms. So maybe you're on a group date and you get to do a couple of things, but even then you're being interviewed every 20 minutes and you're being pit against each other. And maybe you have to do an on-the-spot stand-up routine that you don't want to do. It's just not relaxing or enjoyable really and the rest of the time you're trapped in your hotel room and I think there's a lot of emotional turmoil that doesn't really come across in the contestant experience as a viewer except when you get someone like Genevieve who looks so miserable all the time and Teddy too actually Teddy's another good example of someone who sort of came in all I think starry-eyed and excited and then you know seven weeks in they're like
0: yeah it's like going to Coachella you know you're like all (laughs) excited and then like two days later you're like. God, it's horrible.
1: Coachella. (laughs) I mean, Coachella looks like my worst nightmare.
0: Yeah. No, I don't want to go.
1: Okay, so going home are Mara and Eliza. Mm -hmm. Not surprising, but I still, I I feel like Eliza. What happened there? It seemed for a second like she was going to be the dark horse of the season. I just
0: don't think Clayton had anything for her. I don't think, yeah, I think there was anything there.
1: Yeah, maybe it felt forced. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, so Sarah Dow gives a toast about how far they've come and we hear villain music. So mm-hmm. it's clear what we're being told to think about Sarah. And don't get me wrong, I think we all eventually think it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, we do.
1: And suddenly, without any warning or announcement, we're in Vienna, Austria.
0: What the hell? <laughs> I mean, we're talking, there's whole parts of this show that are dedicated to an entire group of women screaming like crazy that they're going to like Minneapolis, <laughs> they're going to Houston. It's so true. And suddenly they're going to the like the the birthplace of high European culture, yeah. One of the greatest cities on earth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, Vienna. Too.
1: Yeah. All of a sudden, oh Vienna. Okay. No, yeah, just in <laughs> Vienna. No worries. The ladies show general excitement about their hotel. They toast their pints of beer to love, and then await a date card. And Andy, you said Genevieve really has a resting miserable face. <laughs>
0: I want to know what existential anxiety is going on in her head. I really need to know.
1: And Susie gets the one-on-one. Not surprising. No. In the least. Andy, I'm enjoying your Beavis and Butthead socks.
0: Uh, not as much as I'm enjoying them. <laughs> I love these socks.
1: They're very cute. Look and at these socks. Make sure this. you show the other one too because here, I'm gonna I'm gonna show these socks. Wait, here. which one's Beavis? The brunette?
0: This is Beavis. No, the Beavis is the blonde guy. Come on. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this sock. Are they seeing my nuts here? <laughs> anyway, the point is is these socks are not only awesome. I mean, and also on the back here ugh, you can see oh God, I need to stretch more. You can see
1: Beavis there. <laughs> okay.
0: And then you can see
1: okay, I mean, very nice. Anyway,
0: my point is these socks are not only the best and, and I know socks. Yeah. I have like a hundred socks. Yeah, you're these, the sock like, um, whisperer. Uh, uh, it's at
1: the point where people tune in to see what sock you're wearing.
0: I have many a decorative sock and stance socks, hands down my favorite in all categories. <laughs> Comfort in general texture is a good quality sock. Yeah. There's no question about it. Higher quality than my others. The designs are amazing. Mm-hmm. You got obviously Beavis and This is incredible. They've got... A lot of great Wu-Tang Clan socks, if you're interested in that.
1: What I love about Stance is that usually you get either a quality, comfortable, warm, you know, the the good sock. You either get the good sock and it, it comes in boring colors and it's just the reliable sock. Or you get the novelty sock. Stance is the only brand I know that executes so well on combining the two. Yes. When you get a novelty sock, you're not getting a crap sock that you're going to wear twice before it falls apart. No.
0: They, they, they respect comfort and they respect quality. Yes. It's not just for the gag.
1: Yes. Although- and they respect gag. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, oh, they respect it. Yeah. But this is a great sock. It's, it's like the ease. Come on. Are you kidding me? What about, do I have to say anything? Look, look at this sock.
1: And can I just say, it's about time that we got a sock sponsor.
0: I mean, where have you guys been? Come on. <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stance's philosophy is that you should never have to sacrifice your own individual style for the sake of comfort.
0: And now you don't have to.
1: Whether you're relaxing around the house,
0: working out at the gym, or running all over town.
1: Stance now delivers its signature softness and creativity in a full line of active apparel from head to toe.
0: Stance has got you covered. Head over to stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase.
1: Use promo code Shandy at checkout to apply.
0: Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance.
1: Stitched different. So, Andy, I will admit that these days I have been overwhelmed. I think that's a delicate way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Totally overwhelmed, juggling too many balls right now. And I feel like everyone's actually in that place. Everyone I talk to is like-
0: Everybody. It's like the the, the bottleneck of pandemic is just, it's like a, uh, there's so many analogies. Dam breaking, (laughs) bottleneck, the wave of all the pent up crap is now hitting everybody.
1: Yeah, and that is why I'm such a big fan of the Fabulous app Mm -hmm. and I really am just over the moon for this app because it just makes me smile. They use behavioral science to break down daily habits that are proven to be helpful and healthy Mm -hmm. into these small achievable tasks. And so if you're like me and you're prone to feeling overwhelmed, these are tasks that you can actually accomplish. You do feel a sense of satisfaction with that, Mm -hmm. but it also makes you more mindful and just puts you in a better headspace to tackle whatever tasks you have on your docket that day.
0: And I have a tendency to be negative. I really do. And Mm -hmm. it helps me break out of those bad habits on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of the breaking of bad habits can be more about instead doing a positive habit. It's Mm -hmm. not like stop being negative. Instead, it's be like take a moment today to think about something you're grateful for. It's something so small, but it really does make a difference. Just
0: replace the darkness with light.
1: So start building your ideal daily routine today with Fabulous Premium. You
0: get 25% off Fabulous Premium by going to thefab.co slash Shandy.
1: That's thefab.co, T-H-E-F-A-B dot C-O slash Shandy for 25% off Fabulous Premium.
0: thefab.co slash Shandy.
1: Okay, so it's now her one-on-one. Clayton picks her up in a vintage car. And I said, ooh, does she get the princess date? And Andy, you said, what's a princess date? Does she dress up like a princess? I was right. (laughs) (laughs) It made me realize that you have not recapped a Bachelor season before.
0: Yeah, never have.
1: Because this is par for the course. There's always a princess date. Did not know. And the person who gets the princess date generally is someone to especially watch.
0: I mean... We know Susie's someone to watch. Yeah, the we've already is, are we knew. watching her on this show or are we watching yeah. her on the next show?
1: <laughs> That's true. So now we get a montage of Susie trying on dresses and walking out. We see tons of shopping bags. They go to Ava Polachinski's design studio mm-hmm. and she tries on insane gown after insane gown. These were amazing.
0: I mean, even I, I don't even know anything. These are great gowns.
1: Yeah. I was really impressed by this because usually mm. you see the clothes and you're like, okay, some boutique donated whatever yeah. to get a little air time but in this case i was like whoa no. those yeah. are actually incredible no. charlene was sweating during the scene. <laughs> so they sit for a chat now and susie starts to cry and says she feels so special and grateful and then as they make out in the middle of the city andy you said maybe she just wins <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean it's starting to look i don't know i, I know you know what i'm sticking with rachel but I'm just saying that this looks winterish.
1: It does look very, very winterish. It also looks bacheloretteish. Yeah, it's, so.
0: it's a coin toss at this point. Yeah.
1: So back at the hotel, Susie, of course, returns with all the shopping bags because there cannot be a princess date without the other ladies seeing what she's being gifted.
0: Yes. There must be jealousy.
1: Yes. And after she heads to her room, a butler arrives with the red tulle gown that she Mm -hmm, tried on mm -hmm. and asks for Susie. And she gets another date card saying Clayton's excited to see her that night. Of course, the other ladies are like, oh. Mm. This was cute, though. They weren't like angry jealous. They were like, cover your head with a pillow jealous. (laughs) Gabby's so cute. So now Susie meets him at Schönbrunn Palace and says about the dress, "You really surprised me with this. I don't think she thought she was going to get that. I wonder if she gets to keep that. I don't actually know.
0: I mean, that's like a serious dress. Yeah, that's got to be way more than a thousand dollars. Probably like ten thousand dollars.
1: Yes, it's. Oh, do I not? No, it's just cute because yes, it's definitely more than a thousand dollars.
0: Oh, you mean it's obviously more than a thousand? Oh, I, uh, yeah.
1: Okay, Clayton toasts her and says he really wanted to spoil her because of how appreciative she is and Mm. how humble she is. It feels like a callback to their first one-on-one in California. This was really a focal point of Susie's storyline. Yeah. Is that she is not entitled, which Mm. is a very good trait, by the way, and also really speaks to future Bachelorette. Just want to say I mean,
0: Susie so far is coming out of this smelling like the most freshest bouquet of roses.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And she looks like one, too. Yes. uh, Susie says she comes from a humble background and her parents did too and she has a hard time accepting being treated so generously she wants to stand alone and make her parents proud she says her dad would be so excited to meet him and Clayton asks if her dad gave her any advice when heading out she says he told her to be herself and whoever it is will fall in love with her and she laughs I thought this was so cute that's a parent's love right there Yeah. yeah
0: Her dad loves her.
1: Clayton says the glam is all foreign to him, too. And without it, she'd still make him smile just as big. And here I said, they look really good together. And Andy, you said, yeah, a heavy whiteness.
0: <laughs> Blinding.
1: <laughs> Clayton says he's so excited to meet her family and presents her with the rose, meaning she will be getting a hometown.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: least surprising thing ever. Okay. And now they have a private concert with Chris Berg singing his Lady in Red. Amazing song. Yeah. I mean, uh, this was, was killer.
0: That's a good get.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. what? It doesn't get better than this. You know,
0: he wanted the Vienna vacation. That's what put him <laughs> over the fence. He's like, Bats, so he's like, uh, Vienna? Mm.
1: <laughs> well, maybe there's something to be said for that. When you go to a place like Vienna, you can get you a get better, better guest. Yeah. yeah. Of
0: that's- course, right? You get a... Come on. Who's going to turn <laughs> down a trip to Vienna? You sing one song, get on TV?
1: It made me wonder if Susie really loved the red dress or if they just gifted her the dress that was meant to be worn for Lady in Red.
0: Ah, the chicken or the egg.
1: I'm thinking too much about this. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> like, way too
0: much. We're thinking about all of this too much, clearly. <laughs> <Yeah>. I feel <laughs> this like- This whole podcast is about thinking too much about a thing.
1: Yeah, it's so true. But that should be our subtitle, always.
0: Thinking too much?
1: Yes. This in general felt like a true old school bachelor date with all the trimmings.
0: Yes. It really did, yeah, in all the ways. In
1: all the ways. So back at the hotel, Gabby says, I'm really scared something might boil over with everything that's going on with Sarah. Mm-hmm. And you and I were like, what? What's, yeah, what's going, going on, on with Sarah? Right. So now the group date card arrives and going on the date are Sarah, Teddy, Genevieve, Rachel, and Gabby, meaning Genevieve, by the way, never got her own one-on-one date, worth mentioning. Mm, yeah. And the group date card reads, how bold one gets when one is sure of being loved. Sigmund Freud Mm -hmm. that's a good line
0: It's great Sigmund Freud had a lot of good lines (laughs) that's what he did
1: it's also just so perfect like what a great name for this date Mm -hmm. clearly they were trying to trap Sarah in being overly confident Mm -hmm. but it was just I have to admit I really it was artfully done it almost felt like they brought out the A team to plan this week's dates
0: yeah I I think that they can do better stuff when they go to cooler places (laughs) (laughs)
1: i deserved that (laughs) okay so now that means by the way serene gets the last one-on-one i love how sensitive serene is to the other ladies like she says she's excited but she knows that other people really wanted it so she's careful not to be gloaty. Mm -hmm. And now it's that group date. And because Vienna is the birthplace of Sigmund Freud, and Freud is the founder of psychoanalysis, they meet a psychoanalyst who says they'll each have a couples therapy session with Clayton, (laughs) AKA their partner.
0: And then after that, they'll all have a couples couples therapy session (laughs) to recover from the trauma of having multiple couples therapy sessions with the guy they love.
1: With one guy.
0: it's ridiculous.
1: It's absurd. It's
0: absolutely absurd. But I almost think there has to be a wink on this one. Production has to be saying this is ridiculous. They know it. This is ridiculous. It's too ridiculous for smart people. I mean, the people who produce Bachelor are not stupid. No, they know they're not. They know this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. It's almost
0: too ridiculous for them to not. I don't even know if this woman was a real psychoanalyst. I'm getting a vibe that she was acting. She's She plays a psychoanalyst on German television.
1: You're really thrown off by the peace sign the tattoo on her peace and
0: tattoo. I'm not nothing against tattoos. I'm just saying that I want to see the credentials. I want to see the uh, accreditation. <laughs> Of this woman.
1: Well, you've got a point because there was something, if we are to analyze this from a truly psychological standpoint, meaning this is meant to be actual therapy, it's incredibly unethical. And not at all conducive to actually solving any problems because everyone knows that they're all dating the same guy and he's just going in there over and over and over again with oh, a different girl.
0: It's ridiculous.
1: And then at the end, she outs someone for being performative. That's like, amazing. Now's
0: that the bit of coup de grace. It's beautiful.
1: <laughs> okay, so Gabby goes first and she's asked how she feels. And she says, that's a loaded question. Mm-hmm. Clayton says, he's noticed she's been trying to be more vulnerable and Gabby says she feels grateful to be able to feel emotions so fully I thought this was really nice yeah because there are times when I feel like I'm too emotional but that is a nice way of looking at it mm-hmm. how nice to be able to feel so many emotions
0: isn't it a nice all the range of emotions yeah all of them the whole thing
1: she opens up about her mother and her father and reveals here that she and her father have a good relationship mm-hmm. and the therapist says that Gabby seems to need a very stable secure relationship and she turns to Clayton and says do you think you can give her that she's
0: really hitting on the points the (laughs) important points you know what i think is wrong here is that you are dating multiple women at the same time (laughs) and uh, this creates insecurity
1: (laughs) clayton says absolutely Mm -hmm. hypothetically yes (laughs) and he wants to be that rock for her Again, hypothetically. <laughs> and he never wants his significant other to feel like he doesn't appreciate what they have. This is the issue. It's all in hypotheticals. How is she supposed to feel safe and secure? Okay, I'm thinking about this way too seriously. Yeah, yeah. I've got to move on. It's
0: ridiculous. And I think I'm going to give production the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to assume they knew 100%. This is ridiculous.
1: Okay, I hope so.
0: And, and, and I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt even further by suggesting that the, the, the psychoanalyst may have been an actress. Yeah. Because that would have Made really it, solidified the ridiculousness of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we have a very brief session now with Teddy where she says she feels stronger feelings for him than she's ever felt in the past, and especially this early. And Clayton says he feels good about where they're at. Mm-hmm. Considering she goes home at the end of this episode, speaking of performative...
0: I, I honestly... but I'm thinking about it. I'm ruminating on this one. I honestly think that what she did on the show could be grounds for losing her license. <laughs> we saw what you did on this show the bachelor we are not happy
1: now it's genevieve's session she's asked why she's so nervous and she says she doesn't like talking about her feelings and doesn't like being emotional in front of people Mm -hmm. not in the best environment for her i think (laughs) the therapist asks her to express what she feels and genevieve just swears I loved this
0: this was great that was as real a reaction <laughs> as I've ever seen it was, it was fantastic
1: the timing too because you could, she, she was like okay I'm gonna do it she was like Sleep. <laughs> bleep She
0: really tried to. She
1: did, yes.
0: Oh, so it was actually, it was adorable.
1: It was adorable. I really like Genevieve. Clayton says he wants to understand her and get through to who she is. And Genevieve says it's not him, it's her. I have to step in here for a second. And while it's sweet of her to say that, why the hell should Genevieve be any more open and honest and vulnerable and let her walls down any more than she already has when she hasn't even been given one date?
0: It's ridiculous. She's going to be a good candidate for couples therapy, couples therapy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just the entire idea that Genevieve isn't letting her walls down. Why the hell should she? She knows that she's going home.
0: And not to mention, cutting to the chase, but in her limo ride home, she actually blamed herself in the limo. She's like, I really need to work on this. And granted, maybe she does need to break some walls down. I mean, I I feel like she probably does, but that's irrelevant. She's sitting there like... Wow, I really am terrible. Like, I couldn't do any. No, you're not terrible. Yeah. You're on national TV in a ridiculous setting. Yeah. And you have an, an actress who's posing as a psychoanalyst yeah. telling you, were... you that you you, you got problems. <laughs>
1: and you were given no validation in terms of your romantic relationship with the lead.
0: Yeah. It's... She would be
1: insane to let her walls down.
0: Uh, look, again, with the caveat that I do believe she probably does need to let some walls <laughs> down. This was ridiculous and unfair. Yes. And manipulative.
1: Yes. And
0: potentially traumatizing in a very light way, but potentially traumatizing.
1: Luckily, I think Genevieve is too smart to be truly manipulated by I'd this. I'd like to think that. <laughs> I mean, to the point where when she was told to really let her feelings out, she just swore.
0: <laughs> I want to know which one that was because I, I I can't decide which swear word would be funnier. Yeah. What do you think would be funnier? Would it shit would be funnier than fuck?
1: I think fuck is funnier than shit.
0: Yeah, fuck is funnier.
1: <laughs> so Clayton asks to speak with Genevieve privately now, and says, "With hometowns around the corner, he cannot picture meeting her family when he can't see what's inside the walls." Mm-hmm. Okay, I, so I'm dwelling, mm. but when he can't see inside the walls, it's putting it on her. Yeah, it's blaming. He's blaming it on her.
0: Yeah, he should have drawn it out of her, pulled it out. Yeah,
1: maybe with a date.
0: With a date. She's- Thank you. <laughs>
1: She says she completely understands and they're not there yet. And he says they ran out of time and he thanks her for being her and he says he'd like to walk her out (laughs) even
0: though he doesn't know who her is (laughs) thank you for being this thing that I don't know
1: she's definitely on the same page with him she doesn't seem upset about this at all
0: no I think she's a little relieved to be honest yeah
1: and in her car ride she says I'm not going to go anywhere if I don't let my walls down like you said Andy Mm. and you said Andy she got the perfect amount of time on this show a Charlene amount of time <laughs> oh, I actually am inclined to agree with you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to go far enough that you can leverage it for something. You know why not? Might as well get something. Well, and you out get the it. experience, and you get oh right, and the experience, <laughs> whatever. And then you don't want to get to the hometowns. You want to go right, right up to the
1: hometowns,
0: and then take a quick exit out.
1: Clayton returns to the group and says, unfortunately, he had to send Genevieve home. And now Rachel in her ITM says, between this and the Sarah issue, I don't know where his head is at. So again, the Sarah issue, we keep being told about the Sarah issue.
0: Told but not shown.
1: Yeah. I wrote it all caps, what Sarah issue. (laughs) Okay, so Rachel has her session now. She is asked how it's going with the girls in the house. And she says she's gone through waves of insecurity and she trusts he can make the right decision. And she knows how she feels, but the possibility of losing that is scary. And he says they can be themselves together and he doesn't have any reservations about her. And Sarah, before her session now in a girl chat, while the women all look nervous and uncomfortable... Sarah is a little too comfortable. Mm-hmm. She says she loves therapy and is excited. How dare she love therapy, Andy?
0: It's like someone in classroom is like it's like a, a pop quiz, and everyone's like, ah, oh. and someone's like, I love pop quizzes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. The thing is, I, I God. I know Sarah has issues in this episode, and or at least it seems throughout the whole season. But in this case, she's normalizing therapy, and she says yeah. that she loves talking about her feelings. I don't know. I just didn't understand why this was painted as some negative thing. That no, she that, was comfortable going into well, they thera- made, therapy.
0: Right. They made a poor choice. They used the support of therapy, yes, which is good, against to make her, her look like a fraud, yeah. which is very fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But whatever.
1: So Sarah has her session now and she starts off by saying she appreciates the therapist and she loves using therapy to examine herself and it's a big part of her life. She's
0: trying to like get cozy with the therapist. Like softballs. (laughs) Come on, baby.
1: Meanwhile, now the ladies discuss Sarah. And Rachel says she thinks Sarah is not aware of what she's doing. And Andy, you and I were like, what is she doing? (laughs) While Gabby says at first she thought it was negligence, not malice. But now she thinks it's a tactic. Mm. Can we talk about the vocabulary there, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good vocabulary go, Gabby. on Gabby. Yeah. And Rachel reveals in an ITM that Sarah had told them details about her relationship with Clayton that made them all feel insecure. So now we're starting to get mm-hmm. a little backstory here. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Still
0: not shown, just told.
1: Never shown. Never shown. Very frustratingly. Yeah. But we'll get there. Okay. The therapist now asks Sarah if she's felt judged by the other women. And Sarah breaks down and says the women have acted like she thinks she's going to end up engaged at the end and that's not true at all uh, I have a lot of issues with this mm. because if you are going to end up engaged at the end of this shouldn't you be confident that you're going to end up engaged at Thank the end you. of it?
0: Yes. yes the answer is yes
1: <laughs> did I pass the pop quiz? <laughs> you got it And look, there's a big difference, as Mara pointed out, between confidence and cockiness. And I do think that if she did use her strong relationship to make other women doubt them, doubt theirs, then, of course, that's really kind of sick. Mm -hmm. But in terms of her just being confident and thinking she's going to win, I think that's how you should feel.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I suspect her style of doing yes, it was it's poor. all about execution. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, Clayton says trust was established on a whole other level after that debacle. And Sarah in her ITM says that the session made her feel even more confident. And this is, mm-hmm. of course, all to the tune of very villainous music.
0: Mm-hmm. Good, good quality villainous music, <laughs> Yes, I might add.
1: Afterwards, the therapist addresses the group as a whole and says that... Uh,
0: <laughs> totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good example of client confidentiality. <laughs> And it's just what you want. After a good couples therapy, you would be like, well, I just so happen to have all the couples I met today, and you're all going to talk to each other, and we're going to talk about each of your problems yeah. with yourselves.
1: And how performative one of you was. Yeah, you one
0: of you is going to lose. Like, <laughs> wait a minute, I just paid 200 bucks just for a therapy. What the hell is going on here?
1: I mean, this is really absurd. It's, it's she in In front of the group, says one of them wasn't honest and was performative.
0: I tell you, Freud is rolling over in his grave. This right. Is shameful.
1: I just I'm a big believer in therapy, and it just I could I don't want any one person to watch this and be like, oh, that's now the reason why I'm not going to talk to someone.
0: I wonder if Freud would have gotten a real kick out of this, actually. Like the way Van Gogh. <laughs> I wish Van Gogh could see that date in yeah, the Van yeah, Gogh yeah. Museum. I yeah. kind of wish Freud could wake up and see this.
1: You know what? I think he. I can picture him being amused.
0: It would depend if he was high or not. You know, Freud was a huge coke head
1: really oh
0: big he invented basically he basically was the father of cocaine oh my god oh yeah he thought it. he became a big proponent of it oh huge my, wow did yeah. not know that so if he was high i bet he would have gotten a huge kick out of it <laughs> uh, like hung over the next day he might have been like oh these, these americans
1: <laughs> that's how i feel about you just hear remixes of mozart's music or whatever and mm-hmm. you see these modern day interpretations and i always wonder would mozart get a kick out of this And i think he would
0: mozart would get a kick out of Everything. Yeah. There's nothing Mozart wouldn't get a. What he wouldn't get a kick out of is some music nowadays. He'd oh a yeah, that's disturbed. different. But
1: in terms of his music,
0: oh, he would. He would be love everything. You know who he'd be a big fan of? Daft Punk. <laughs> I would. I call that Mozart. Huge Daft Punk fan.
1: If only we could fact check that, Andy.
0: <laughs> I have Mozart right here, actually. <laughs>
1: Okay, so the therapist has just said that someone among them was not honest and was performative. Judas,
0: <laughs> tonight, one amongst you couples in therapy will have acted performative.
1: So this information seems to take Clayton's breath away. It was uh, almost sweet. He was like... Like he went white.
0: Yeah, he was very upset.
1: Yeah, because I think he thought this was a good group. It was totally vetted and he was just like, no, how can I not get to the bottom no, of it? there's
0: an intruder in the midst. Mm-hmm. Mist. Midst. midst. <laughs> there's an intruder in the midst. Good. Midst. Is it, that's a hard word. to. If you think about it, you can't it's say it. Midst. You, th- you say mist. That's easy. Mist. But, but it's not mist. It's midst.
1: That just, midst. No offense, but that doesn't happen to me. Say midst. <laughs> midst, 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 Okay, now midst. say
0: something else, like say hot dog. Hot dog. Now say it again. Midst. It doesn't make any sense, that <laughs> word. Say it one more time. You're going to see. The third time, you're not, it's not going to make any sense.
1: Um. Say it. What should I say uh, to cleanse the palate? Uh, Say elephant. Elephant. Now say it. Midst.
0: It's starting to not make sense, right? <laughs> yeah
1: i get like that more visually like if i write it out over and over and over again
0: oh yeah 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 okay <laughs> as you were
1: okay so rachel and her itm says hopefully it's obvious to him because i don't think it's teddy it's not gabby and it's not me and here i said to you andy i feel like there's an elephant in the room everyone can see except me and andy you said it's like she shit in someone's bed <laughs> I'm glad that we found out eventually what happened because we were really clueless at this point. And she
0: did actually shit in someone's bed. (laughs) I was surprised to find that out. I mean, that was kind of weird. So Charlene, my wife. Yes. Have you been uh, enjoying the go more these
1: days? (laughs) I've been enjoying the go for well over a year now because we've been advertising Hello Tushy for over a year.
0: You could say we've been advertising the crap out of Hello Tushy. (laughs) Good.
1: I think we've converted many shandies to Hello Tissues. Yeah. In case you're new around here, the Hello Tissue bidet is a bidet that you affix to your existing toilet. Mm-hmm. So with no special plumbing needed, you can turn your boring old plain Jane toilet into one of those fancy ones that has a bidet in it and sprays you.
0: Hello Tushy is one of those things that until you get it, you don't realize that your life's been incomplete.
1: Yeah, well, bidets for some reason in... American culture are made fun of. I don't understand this. They're just brilliant. They, You should be cleaning the filthiest part of your body.
0: With water?
1: Yeah. Shocking. Wait,
0: why not just dry paper?
1: <laughs> also, with a Hello Tushy bidet, you will use up to 80% less toilet paper.
0: And by the way, aside from that being amazing for the environment, mm-hmm. it also saves you a hell of a lot of money considering toilet paper is now like $90 a roll. <laughs>
1: So give yourself or your loved ones the gift of a clean bum.
0: Go to com slash Shandy to get 10% off plus free shipping right now.
1: And be sure to tag us and at hellotushy on social media so we can celebrate your clean bum with you.
0: That's hellotushy.com slash Shandy for 10% off.
1: Andy, when is tax season?
0: It's it's, uh,
1: April, right? I don't
0: know why you have to remind me. Yeah, it's coming up.
1: So I bring it up because I've been going over... Yeah. my finances recently. Mm-hmm. And it really puts into perspective what you spend money on that you didn't realize you were spending money on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that brings me to Truebill. In case you guys are new around here, Truebill is an app that allows you to cancel unwanted subscriptions with a tap. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but oh, I, I am subscribed to more things than I would like and certainly more things than I even knew I was subscribed to.
0: Yeah, I've saved significant... I've saved... This is the thing. Like a lot of apps I pay for, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I'm like, what do, you, what, do you, what do you got for me? You know, what are you doing? What am I getting for this? Yeah. With Truebill, it's like I'm instantly in the black for like the next two years with Truebill. They've saved me hundreds of dollars.
1: Yeah. Actually, on average, I believe, yes, on average, people save $720 a year with Truebill. And that's with that's subscriptions nuts. that they either have decided that they don't want anymore, but also that they might have forgotten that they ever even got. Yeah, mostly. Yes. Forgotten
0: that they haven't even got it. That's what happened to me. I was like, what? When did I do that? Like, was I drunk?
1: <laughs> and it's sneaky because it could be something small. It could be yeah. something like $8 a month. And you don't notice that. That doesn't stand out on your credit card bill. And that's why I love Truebill because it's as much about identifying them as canceling them. Yeah. And let's be honest, those companies that offer you a free trial or to try and rope you in with a subscription, they know what they're doing. They hope you forget about it.
0: As I've said before, I think that's a significant chunk of their business model mm-hmm. when they go into a board meeting they're like guys this is a good app it's good it's not great but a lot of people are going to pay for it who and, don't know they're paying for yeah, it yeah. And everyone in the board meeting is like yeah mm. <laughs>
1: So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Shandy.
0: Go right now, Truebill.com slash Shandy. It could save you thousands a year.
1: That's Truebill, T-R-U-E-B-I-L-L.com slash Shandy. And so now it's the evening and Clayton says the performative comment was really disturbing because he thought they were past that. Mm -hmm. And so first we have one-on-one time with Rachel, Clayton asks if she could share when she was starting to question things and if it was him, if he had done anything. And she says, no, it wasn't him. She started to get in her head after Sarah's first Uh one-on-one that Sarah had come into her and Teddy's room and said it went so well and that she and Clayton had cried together rachel says she felt like it was done at that point like there was no point yeah and clayton says she said i cried (laughs)
0: she said i cried (laughs) i don't cry
1: he says there's no truth to that very interesting and that's
0: such a lame thing to claim someone did (laughs) it's like the lowest level
1: it's just also so refutable
0: yeah it's just but yeah if you get busted it's so shameful yeah but it's also just like really i mean that that's what you got
1: she kind of did a little bit what mara did to her when she was like oh easy one mara you say that i'm not ready
0: right yeah i mean that's very lame it is let's call it for what it is. it is extremely lame lame the
1: definition of lame another good word by the way
0: lame lame yeah Oh, lame is a great word. It has many meanings.
1: Yeah. Yes. And it also just really sounds like it's meaning in terms of the context we're using it right now.
0: Yeah. You can't think of like lame couldn't be a very positive thing. Like just the sound of it. Yeah.
1: It's like, oh my God, that's so lame. Yeah. It doesn't sound like right. Yeah, that's good. That doesn't sound right. It's like lame. You
0: know what lame could be? It could be a fabric that's comfortable. I'll give it that. I you be like, ooh, that's a beautiful you know, lame sweater. You it's funny you say
1: that because there is a fabric called lame and it's spelled L-A-M-E, accent. Are you English. serious? Yeah.
0: Wow. Maybe that's <laughs> actually not surprising. Maybe subconsciously I've seen lame before and now, yeah. now I don't really get full credit for that observation. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so Rachel cries now and she says she feels like Sarah was manipulating them to make them all pull away and she truly almost gave up on this process. And Clayton, by the way, looks very upset here.
0: He's upset because someone accused him of crying. Clayton does not cry.
1: <laughs> and also, we all know Rachel's his favorite. And mm-hmm. the thought of potentially having I, lost her—yeah,
0: as we discussed—if someone did that, if I was Clayton and you were Rachel, mm-hmm. and someone else was Sarah, yeah, like maybe Sarah was Sarah. I would be very upset as well. Yeah, if I would I told be pissed, you if- I would be pissed to the point of uh, di- I would disband with decorum. I would yeah. not even be a gentleman. I'd be like, "You go."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of he yeah, almost he Yeah,
0: that was as ungentlemanly as Clayton has ever been. And I, and I totally respect me too. It. And yeah. I will go on I'm getting, getting heated getting up Getting
1: excited. <laughs> okay, so it's Gabby's one on one time and Clayton asks if Sarah's confidence has made other people become insecure and Gabby confirms mm-hmm. and says it's been going on for weeks. And no one has brought it up because they've tried to steer clear of the drama. And Andy, you said, it's not fair we don't see her doing this. And I wrote in all caps here, this is why you should not force a Sinead down our throats. Yeah. They're all so desperate, and they've all been so desperate now for weeks to not have drama that there has been real drama bubbling beneath the surface and no one has said anything. Yeah,
0: but it wasn't as marketable a drama as Shanae was.
1: Well, well, to, to the powers that be maybe, yeah, that's but that's the saying. mistake of making something that isn't there, like Shanae. Shanae was not meant to last as long as she did. But what's such a shame about that is if they just let no Shanae go... Yeah then this would have risen to the surface because there would have been enough harmony that... Find that something like this would really grate on women to the point where they would not be afraid of drama.
0: You know what production on The Bachelor, and I've been saying, this is just a, a general theme. They become too self-aware. Uh-huh. You know, the greatest directors always, what the reason they're great directors, aside from they know how to frame a scene and the flow of a film, it, there's all sorts of stuff, obviously. Okay. But yeah. one of the real core elements of being a great director is bringing out the real humanity out of the actors.
1: Yes.
0: And Stanley Kubrick, famous for this. great in my opinion greatest director of all time he once did a scene eyes wide shut with tom cruise and tom cruise it's like you know even kubrick had to have some you know respect for tom Cruise. he was at the peak of his fame okay he made him do a scene 70 times with nicole kidman Mm but she wasn't getting he wanted to get true anger out of tom cruise he wanted him to actually be not angry in the scene but angry at him yeah and he got it he got to the point where tom cruise literally did the scene he was like pissed he was like fuck this yeah like that kind of attitude yeah. and he finally got it yeah and that's what production needs to learn they they shouldn't be manufacturing this they should be drawing real stuff mm-hmm. and showing us the real stuff not the nicely packaged villain and drama and bullshit mm-hmm. stuff they, yep. they're not doing it
1: yeah and that's the thing even if they weren't going to get this on camera because i understand you know the the camera people and the mics they come in the morning They leave at night. They're Mm -hmm. not there all the time. And so it sounds like a lot of this was happening after hours. Like Sarah was fully aware her mic pack was off and then she would go into someone's room and say something. And that makes it even more delicious. It's so sneaky. Right. And it's so frustrating because this absolutely would have been a major talking point. And it would have been something that to me is far more compelling. Mm -hmm. Like this is... I was left wanting more versus Shanae, where you're just like, oh, leave already. Yeah,
0: I, I couldn't agree with you more. They're missing the point here. Mm-hmm. And it's e- it's easier for them to do it the right way. It's yeah. easier. I would they have think. to think less. Yes. They just have to have all the raw and say, oh, that's the real stuff.
1: Yeah. I wrote things need to be good for them to get bad. And that's the mm-hmm. mistake they make. Mm-hmm. They never let things be calm enough and happy enough for the women to then focus on the thing that's irritating them. Right. Instead, they're just living in fear and just hoping for good, mm-hmm. which means that when something actually is bad, they're no one saying anything. True. Okay, so Teddy now, she says she too had considered leaving because she felt like, what was the point? And Clayton now is like, Sarah.
0: Mm, he's going to regulate.
1: <laughs> he says he's heard a lot tonight and he's going to be direct. And he was shocked to hear someone was being performative, but now he's hearing girls in the house wanting to leave because they thought they had no chance. And Sarah says she's never said any of those things and that she's being thrown under the bus and she starts crying. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the ladies say they think she's going to deny and cry and it's a game for her at this point. I mean, they're correct about the denying and crying. Yeah. It, It shows that they understand her pretty well. Yeah. What's so interesting is Sarah seems to think that they're all friends.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm confused uh, by this.
0: uh, Yeah, I'd have to get to know Sarah to figure out what's going on. Well, isn't it
1: a shame that we never got to know her? No,
0: no. Now I'm going to have to go out and get to know her in real life. I don't really, (laughs) I don't even want to do that, but I have to. It's my job.
1: (laughs) Clayton says he feels like she's trying to cry and is forcing tears. And she says she has none left.
0: That was... One of the greatest lines I've ever heard. <laughs> and I'll give, I have to give Sarah credit because she was cold busted in the act of fake crying. Yes. Like, even I, everyone could see it. there's no tears. You yeah. don't cry without tears. But
1: usually, you don't get busted on it in the moment. Yeah,
0: yeah. People let you pass like, oh, you're crying, all right. Yeah. You can go home early. Yeah. But the thing is, is, she got totally busted and she right away came back with the best, worst line ever. Yeah. yeah. I have no <laughs> tears left. <laughs> none brilliant
1: <laughs> he says he just doesn't believe her and he says they're done mm-hmm. andy you were impressed i was very impressed you were super impressed with him for calling her out on the fake crying yeah you said i didn't think he had it in him mm-hmm. and we agree that the idea that rachel almost left enraged him yeah i think that yeah okay some women almost left rachel almost left Yep.
0: It's very telling.
1: Get the hell out of here, bitch. It's, yes. Yeah.
0: It's so telling. It is. And Rachel's going to win. That's why. As much <laughs> as Susie, I mean, Susie looks strong. <laughs> she looks strong. Yep. But Rachel's going to win.
1: Yeah. High thigh. Somehow. We haven't seen high thigh with Susie.
0: No. It,
1: Not that we've seen. It hasn't been shown.
0: No. No. I, don't I mean, you. I've been on, I've been I'm on high alert. <laughs> no, I've been on the alert. <laughs> okay. I've been watching.
1: Sarah now in her exit, she says, if someone says they're becoming insecure because of where my relationship's at, how is that me being manipulative or it being something I need to fix? So I don't love how she's not taking into account how her telling people would lead people yeah. to feeling insecure. It's sort of like she's taking out of the equation her involvement Mm -hmm. Like how she caused this insecurity to take place. She says she doesn't even want to be engaged to someone who would believe that. So I have a lot of thoughts on this. And I'm frustrated we never saw more of Sarah's true colors. Because all we've really been fed is oh I see something so powerful here mm. it seems like she really likes him. And look, I've been more or less indifferent to Sarah all season until mm. that roast group date where she made fun of Mara's age. I thought that was really tactless. I agreed. Age is something no one can control. They can't control how old you are. I just think yeah. that's
0: Also you can't make fun of someone for being 32 no matter what <laughs> <age> you are. <laughs> yeah, that's Let's true. get that clear.
1: Yeah. So I guess I was hoping that in her exit Sarah would redeem herself because we really don't have a lot of footage. It's really their word against hers. And of course, where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm a big believer in that. But Sarah could have proved them all wrong or at least taken a step in that direction by taking some responsibility Mm -hmm. and showing some self-awareness in her final moments on the show. Had she been like, oh, I should have kept my relationship to myself or I... Maybe I, you know, just shared too much or just something that showed an awareness as to how she caused this. Mm -hmm. And instead, she just played the blame game. Yeah. She was like, not me. I didn't do anything wrong. And by the way, that speaks volumes. That kind of person is the kind of person who would go and tell a lot of people too much about a relationship in a way that might make them feel insecure. 100%
0: agreed.
1: All she did with this departure was confirm that they most likely are correct.
0: Yeah, we we now feel slightly below indifferent about Sarah.
1: (laughs) So Clayton returns to the group now and does not hand out a rose because he says he has to be sure. Of course, he couldn't hand out that rose because we need to have a cliffhanger at the rose ceremony. That's right. So Serene now has her one-on-one date Mm -hmm. and they sit and chat and she asks how he's doing and asks if he's okay. And he says it was hard having put trust in Sarah and learning that that trust was misplaced. And Serene says she trusts him and in their time together and he says that feels good. He seems to really value being trusted. Yeah, he talks about that a lot. Like, I love that she trusts me. Mm-hmm. They take a horse-drawn carriage ride through the city. They eat hot roasted chestnuts, which, by the way, always smell better than they taste. Oh
0: my god! Can we talk about that? <laughs> yes. The ratio of smell to taste. There's no bigger chasm.
1: No, I can't think of another food that smells as good to how bad the yeah. food eventually tastes as chestnuts.
0: Yeah, you did it. You did it well. <laughs> Which and it's not totally dissimilar to uh, f- uh, another nut, the the peanut, the honey roasted peanuts. Mm-hmm. Honey roasted peanuts also smell amazing. Yeah, but they taste, but taste good. fine. They no, taste fine. they
1: taste better than fine. They're they're good. fine.
0: They're fine. They're good. They're decent. Can we can we agree on decent?
1: They they taste okay, good. Okay, but
0: back to the chestnuts. <laughs> No one likes chestnuts, <laughs> but no one doesn't love the smell of chestnuts. Mm-hmm. There's even a song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Why don't
1: you serenade us all, Auntie? Mm-hmm. I love it when Andy sings this because he sounds like a crooner.
0: Ahem. <clears throat> Jack
1: Frost. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: Chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose.
1: Yay, that was beautiful, Andy.
0: Are you patronizing me?
1: No, that was actually really pretty. Was it? And yeah, chestnuts.
0: Chestnuts suck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They sound and smell and look like they should be delicious.
0: But they ain't.
1: And now they go dance while a busker plays the accordion. Mm-hmm. And now it's the evening. Serene and Clayton have dinner at Belvedere Palace. Pretty sick location. I mean, whew. you're right. When you go to a nice place, right? Yeah, it was pretty impressive. I mean, how much
0: does it cost to rent Belvedere Palace?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. They basically went to numbers one and two on TripAdvisor for Vienna.
0: Like I, that's insane. I mean, obviously, other people would want to be in Belvedere Palace, but it's nighttime. It's closed. (laughs) So they're getting free rent.
1: She says she doesn't date a lot and it takes a lot for her to introduce someone to her family. And she says the last time she introduced someone, it was her high school boyfriend. So it was a teenager. And she says they became different people with different interests over time. This is her high school boyfriend. And it was like they were attached at the hip just because they'd known each other for so long. I think we can all relate to this. Mm -hmm. I definitely had one of these. Mm-hmm. And she and Clayton agree that at first it felt like it was a loss of a big chunk of their 20s to spend so much time of it in the wrong relationship. But Clayton says he sees it now as a learning experience. I liked this conversation a lot. I Look, I thought the first date with Serene, I was kind of like, eh. And it's not like I think Serene's winning, but I found this conversation flowed. It mm-hmm. felt more like... For once. Yeah, it yeah. didn't feel performative or rote. It felt like, yeah, I went through this. Yeah. Serene has a way of seeming natural. Mm -hmm. Almost too
0: natural. Almost, almost uh, blasé. (laughs)
1: Yeah, actually. That's a good point. She's so comfortable with all these cameras around her. She's just like, la, 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 la. Yeah, she
0: really is. Yeah. She should get into acting. (laughs) No one else in the Badger franchise ever has done that. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Serene says she's falling in love with Clayton now. And he says it makes him so happy to hear that. And he did not expect it. And she says he makes it so easy Mm -hmm. and they make out. They do. He gives her the rose, meaning she'll be getting a hometown. And then they stand in front of Klimt's The Kiss. Klimt's.
0: Klimt. It's as hard as midst.
1: Klimt. Klimt.
0: I can say Klimt's way easier than midst.
1: No, it's just that I, it sounds like I want to put a P in there. Klimt. 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 Klimt.
0: It is Klimt.
1: No, it's Klimt. Oh, it's Klimt? There's no P. Klimt. It's just Klimt. Klimt. That's Klim's? tough. Your lips want to make a P.
0: Klimt. Yeah, yeah, it's a natural transition.
1: Yeah. So they stand in front of Klimt's The Kiss, mm-hmm. and he says they have to recreate it. And as they make out here, Andy, you said, they're not doing a good job of recreating it.
0: <laughs> I mean, am I right?
1: You, you're not wrong. Okay, finally, we have the rose ceremony. Getting roses. Rachel and Gabby, were you surprised, Andy?
0: Not Really? I mean, I would have been surprised three weeks ago. But That's true, yeah. not now.
1: As Clayton walks Teddy out, Gabby says, she's so graceful. I thought that was so cute. That was
0: very cute.
1: Gabby has a lot of very cute-isms.
0: She's very cute.
1: Yes. Clayton says, it was so nice getting to know Teddy and she would always have a special place in his heart. No real conversation here. She just ta- She doesn't put up a fight.
0: I mean, talk about like, I mean, I she was here and it was just like...
1: Yeah, all the way down. It wasn't even like... Uh, no, I, to me it, was, it felt like
0: yeah it was like like k stock in 2000 <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel bad for anyone on that
1: yeah even the times Teddy got group date roses or whatever we had a preview into this happening because we were not shown those special moments no. the special moments but you know he really he gave her that group day, Rose. We never even saw that. How are we supposed to believe in this?
0: You know what I feel like? I feel like Teddy went into this show with huge energy. She was like so excited. She was energetic. She's like, oh my God. Like first impression. She blew everything on yeah. the first night. And after that, she's like, oh, I got to I gotta keep going. Yeah. And she's like, uh I don't have it.
1: I think it's sort of like Genevieve. Like the experience was so unpleasant for her that she just withdrew more and more. And, and as you said. In a way that I can totally relate to, by yeah. the way.
0: Birds of a feather. You you, you. you I see you a lot that. of myself
1: in Teddy. In all the interactions, all the girl chats, she's just like. Yeah. She doesn't want to be there anymore. She stepped out. There was almost a sense of relief, I think. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I, she seemed okay and, with it. Yeah. And by the way, the fact that she's like that makes me like her more. Yeah. Because it's a little weird to thrive in this environment. Of course. It's designed to break you down.
0: Yes. And again, Teddy got the absolute <laughs> most value of her time on the show. True. Right before hometowns.
1: <laughs> a shortcut to the exit. Exactly. So so Teddy says during her car ride, I do feel worthy of love, but I am coming up short and I don't understand Notice the stark difference here between her and Sarah's exits. Yeah. It's so telling. Mm-hmm. One of them is, oh, it's me. And actually Genevieve was the same way. It's like, I need to do this. Yeah, yeah. I did this. Even I think they're taking too much credit. Humility. Yeah, there's too much humility. Too much humility. Like, I don't think Teddy really did anything wrong, no, honestly. No, no, no. And I, just... I don't think Genevieve did either. Meanwhile, you look at someone like Sarah who did do plenty wrong. And she's like, I didn't do anything wrong.
0: But that—that's the way it always is. Right? Sinead <laughs> did absolutely nothing wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, and to wrap, Andy, you said this was a very unfunny episode. Yeah,
0: I not have a lot—not a lot to hang my hat on here.
1: No, it wasn't even easy to make fun of. It was that's, just like, yeah, Wah. yeah,
0: just it just happened. It was, <laughs> it,
1: it occurred. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was an incident. Yes.
1: Okay, so Andy, for the word watch, we had zero virgin. Mm-hmm.
0: And a hell of a lot of zero guesses. Yes, people Countless. knew. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was a gift to me. It was a long me. shot. Yeah. You knew
1: this was going to be a stressful week for me, and it was. And I was happy there were zero virgins. You're welcome. So how many guesses approximately?
0: Oh, man. It was... Like hundreds? I, I actually stopped counting. It was hundreds.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was
0: almost like, like half the people guessed zero.
1: Wow. Okay. So congratulations to Shannon Burke. You are the lucky winner of a...
0: Hello, Tushy Bidet. Yay!
1: This was the polar opposite of last week's winner, where she won because she was the only one who guessed. You're in this right. case, Shannon was very lucky.
0: Yeah, it was it was pure skill last week. Not that week, we're dim- and
1: diminishing it- your skill in guessing zero, Shannon. Oh no, we're definitely
0: diminishing the skill. <laughs> this, this is pure luck versus total skill last time. <laughs> Shame on you.
1: So, Shannon, be sure to email us at, dearshandy at gmail.com by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize. And, Andy, do you have a word for next week? Yes, the word
0: week? is forever.
1: Ooh. I thought that could go either way. Could. Okay, so if you would like to join in the Dear Shandy Word Watch Fun and have a chance to win a...
0: Hello, Tushy Bidet.
1: Mm -hmm. Then you can guess either below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this recap using the numeral, the number of times you think the word forever will be uttered in episode eight, which is Hometown Week. Mm -hmm. And if you guess correctly, you will be entered in a draw and then one name will be selected and that person will win a Hello, Tishy Bidet. Very exciting. Yeah. Forever. Mm -hmm. I wonder. I wonder too. Okay, Andy. And now for our predictions. Who do you have in your top spot after this episode? Need I even ask?
0: As much as I've been made to feel that Susie has a very good Mm show, I'm sticking with Rachel.
1: Me too. We both still have Rachel in our top spot. You know, in some ways, a flattering winner edit is very similar to a Bachelorette edit. Mm -hmm, Because mm -hmm. you cannot root for someone to become Bachelorette if you don't see them getting heartbroken. And the way you see them getting heartbroken is if you're convinced that they're going to win or you can see that they're convinced they're going to win. Well said. Did I overthink that? No, you got it. You nailed it. (laughs) It's true. But yeah, you need the climb and then the fall so that you then get another climb right you can't just have a slow steady like slight incline up to bachelorette it doesn't work that way
0: yep yep there's gonna be something coming
1: Mm -hmm. okay so who do you have in your second spot (laughs) susie same we both have susie in spot number two clayton is very into susie Mm -hmm. it's just that he's really into rachel
0: well there's that extra level of passion with rachel
1: the with with chemistry. Susie, I don't feel that with yeah. Susie,
0: I feel it's like they're really there's like it's like girl next door, kind of like, you know, high school romance. I feel I with Rachel, there's like, mm, there's a passion,
1: yes. I think with Susie Clayton, it's almost like he just you know, she's so pretty and it's yeah. just like he likes talking to her. Yeah. He loves how appreciative she is and just has a nice time with her. I think it's more like, Objectively, he's like, "Wow, this is a really lovely person to look at and yeah. to spend time yeah. with." But with Rachel, it's like, "Where can we find a room so I can take her exactly. clothes off?" Exactly. The yeah.
0: one thing missing with Susie is that real, like, electric physical energy. Mm-hmm.
1: And with Rachel, ooh, ooh, ooh it's hot, ooh, sister. <laughs> okay, so who do you have in your third spot?
0: Is there more than three people? Oh, all right. Meaning,
1: uh, who do you think will be going home? So,
0: Serene's going home.
1: Okay, so in your third spot is Gabby. Correct. Okay, I agree. I also have Gabby in my third spot. So we both think Serene is going home next week. Mm-hmm. Can we attempt to explain this? I Maybe we've been underestimating. Well, apparently we've been underestimating Serene because we have never had Serene in our top four. Yeah. I don't think.
0: I've always had her dancing around the periphery. Yeah, like Sarah up yeah, until last week. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't feel that there's... I don't think there's anything there.
1: Yeah, I just don't feel passion there. No, I really only really, really feel it actually with Rachel. Me too. Which I think is very endearing. And
0: I've only really felt it with Rachel since after literally the like, I think starting episode two or three. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't felt it. Teddy, I felt it episode one. Mm -hmm. And after Teddy, the only person I felt it with was Rachel. Yeah. Since then.
1: Yeah. Which I think is kind of an endearing thing about him.
0: Yeah. He gives very selectively, his yeah. true self. He gives bullshit Clayton all the time, Yeah, yeah, yeah. more than almost anybody. Yeah. But his true Clayton, he only gives to Well,
1: uh, as the previews suggest, he gives himself. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, he gives
0: parts of himself, <laughs> yeah. but not the whole self.
1: I, and I like Serene. I have nothing bad to say about Serene. I think they get along really well. I'm just not totally sold. No, I'm not sold. And I'm still clinging on to that fun factor that he has with Gabby. That he does also seem to have with Serene a bit. But anyway, I'm less. just attached to her getting on the ground and him petting her head.
0: <laughs> it's hard to beat that. That's pretty great.
1: Yeah. Okay, Andy, I think then that's a wrap yep. for this recap.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a mid-season. It's like the dog days of summer of the bachelor season. <laughs> get through the middle and you get to the end.
1: Yeah. We're getting to that point and yeah. I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm ready for hometowns. I'm just... Yeah. yeah. This episode was just like...
0: Yeah. It's been a little bit of a slog. But, yeah. but we're getting to the good part, I think. I, I hope so. The good part. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. I think then that's a wrap for this recap of episode seven. Yeah. If you guys enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you and that is to like... Subscribe. Hit the notification bell.
0: Tell your friends.
1: Follow us on Instagram.
0: Follow us on TikTok.
1: (laughs) Leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews. And generally...
0: Do all the things that you would do to keep a young and blossoming podcast in business.
1: Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.